It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Hi, Cardinal fans. I'm Ozzie Smith. Smith corks one into right down the line. It may go. And you're listening to the Cardinals Insider Podcast. Go crazy, folks. Go crazy. Here's your host, Brent McMillan. A brand new season just over the horizon, and that means we are back into weekly episodes of the Cardinals Insider Podcast. Hello, welcome. My name is Brett McMillan. So excited to be back for another season, season number three on this particular program, and I can't think of a better way to lead it off than with the president of baseball operations, John Mosellock. A wide-ranging conversation with John Mosellock. He was kind enough to give me a couple of minutes when I was down in Jupiter for spring training. Context to all of this, we recorded it in early February, and it was at first a television interview on a green screen, so I'm off mic in the original recording, and instead of trying to boost that audio, it just doesn't sound as good, I'm going to give you my questions or the gist of them. I'll just set them up here, basically, from in the studio, and then we'll play his answer in full. So it'll, it'll be sound bites more than an interview, maybe a little bit of a mix of both, but I think just as interesting and informative and hopefully engaging to you as it would be if we were sitting uh, having a conversation. I know we've had Mo on last year in that back-and-forth uh, interview-type setting. That's fun, uh, but this is the way that it just worked out technically, the way that we had to do it this time around. And I still think there's plenty of good stuff to be gleaned. I hope that you still enjoy it. We talked about 2019 some, but we also talked about some different things that go on in the organization, like his international director, the director of international operations, Elise Morales. I've just been reading more about what happens abroad and, and how the Cardinals acquire talent, and I thought that that would be an interesting thing to ask, and I wanted you to be able to hear a little bit about what goes on outside of the United States and, and how the Cardinals scout and develop talent abroad internationally. Luis is a big part of that, and Mo is his boss, so we get Mo's thoughts on what the state of baseball is as far as scouting abroad and and how that relates to the Cardinals. We also talk about how Mo broke into professional baseball. I had heard that a big part, not the only part, but a significant part of him getting his first job with the Colorado Rockies is that he was left-handed and they needed a left-handed BP pitcher. He did, in fact, confirm that was the case and then went into the details of other things that he brought to the table that they were interested in. And we went from there and talked about basically from the time he took his first job in Colorado to now here in St. Louis as well. So I think that you will find it interesting, informative, entertaining, and a good way to start off this 2019 season weekly episodes every Tuesday wherever you get your podcast. Obviously, you know that because you found us and I appreciate you listening. We'd also appreciate seeing you at the ballpark that first weekend, April 6th. You don't want to miss opening weekend at Bush Stadium, Saturday, April the 6th. The Cardinals host the Padres, and that day, 30,000 fans, 16 and older, taking home a Mystery Hall of Fame opening day car parade bobblehead that's presented by Ford. Get your tickets at cardinals.com 
slash promotions. All right, let's get right to it, the good stuff. The reason that you came, our conversation with John Mosellock, the first thing that I asked him, hey, how is this team in 2019 setting up differently than 2018? And even though this question was asked in early February, I think that a lot of what he said still is germane now, here as I record this in mid to late March, and that's where we begin with John Mosellock. 2019, how's it different than 2018? Well, I think a couple things come to mind. One is obviously giving Mike Schilt that full season and that opportunity to manage. I also think when you look at the acquisitions we made this offseason with the trade for Paul Goldschmidt and bringing in Andrew Miller, it was two areas that we felt like we had to address. And then couple that with some of our younger players now having some major league experience. So naturally you think you're going to see some improvement at the big league level. So when you couple all that together, you feel pretty confident going in. And I think, you know, sort of early view of, of spring training, you see a lot of energy, you see a lot of enthusiasm. And I think that starts with Michael Schilt, and it's it's running downhill, so that's great. Mo touched on it, but Paul Goldschmidt, certainly, at least nationally, I would think, probably the biggest difference when people look at the Cardinals roster. So why Paul? There were other options, other avenues they could have explored in the winter time, but Paul Goldschmidt clearly one of the best hitters and all-around players in recent years in Major League Baseball. Why did they identify and tab Paul as the guy, the right guy, for the Cardinals at this time? You know, it's always a decision you have to make. Do you go out to do it in the free agent market? Do you try to do it in the trade market? When we had learned Paul was available, doing a lot of due diligence on the person and what he meant to a team just sounded like he'd be the perfect fit. And why is that? When you look at him from a defensive standpoint, gold glove winner, so therefore we feel he's going to make the whole infield better. Um, when you're thinking about making throws to someone that always catches the ball, you just naturally have more confidence. And then on top of that, middle of the order type hitter, when you look at our offense last year, we were very close. But now you put that type of bat in that lineup, it's easy to envision us having the ability to score runs and, and do it often. And one of the things, too, when you think about your offense is you want an offense that's just not reliable on home runs. you got to be able to, to move the lineup. And I think adding somebody like Paul into that will just make us all better. Even though, again, nationally, Andrew Miller probably not getting quite as much buzz as Paul Goldschmidt. I mean, he's gotten some, but uh, Goldschmidt being one of the premier hitters across baseball, uh, Miller being one of the premier bullpen arms, but the hitter normally plays a, a little bit more than the bullpen guy, at least in the public uh, consciousness on a national level. But Miller certainly could be a big, big deal for the Cardinals this year. The talent speaks for itself. We've all seen the resume. We know about what he has done in the postseason. But leadership-wise, I mean, there's a, a potential for a lot of young pitchers down in that bullpen as the year goes along, and the bullpen kind of changes and morphs, as I'm sure uh, it tends to do throughout the course of a baseball season. So what is the significance of Andrew Miller, the leader, the veteran presence with all those young guys? I definitely think from just pure innings, for sure. Because um, when you look at, at having 9, 10 possibilities that could start, that naturally just gives you sort of unheard of depth. Now, when you look at it in terms of how that's all going to shake out into the bullpen, I think that's a TBD, but certainly exciting as you have the first couple days under spring training under your belt. So, um, you know, talking to pitching coaches, talking with our manager, they certainly appreciate the depth we've acquired. So I've been thinking about, is this the deepest pitching-wise the organization has been in my lifetime? And I guess when I was a little kid, it's hard to say for sure. You know, you don't have a consciousness about things like that too early, but 
since I've really started paying attention to Cardinal baseball, I feel like this is the most pitching I can remember as far as depth from A ball to the big leagues. Mo has been around a long time. He obviously is in it uh, deeper than any of us who are speaking or listening right now, so I wanted his opinion on that. Is this the deepest pitching has been from A ball to the big leagues in your time with the St. Louis Cardinals? I definitely think from just pure innings, for sure. Because um, when you look at, at having nine, ten possibilities that could start, that naturally just gives you sort of unheard of depth. Now, when you look at it in terms of how that's all going to shake out into the bullpen, I think that's a TBD, but certainly exciting as you have the first couple days under spring training under your belt. So, um, you know, talking to pitching coaches, talking with our manager, they certainly appreciate the depth we've acquired. You start to look around the diamond, and this is a, t- a team that could be pretty good on defense. I mean, position by position, you think about the guys that you have, there's a lot of potential in, in the defense for this team in 2019. And so I asked John Mosellock, how is the defensive profile of what we potentially see this summer different than what we saw defensively a year ago? Well, I think Goldie changes that uh, look quite a bit. And, and I also think you know, seeing Bader in center field every day uh, naturally should make the corner stronger. Uh, think back to when we did acquire Ozuna. He was coming off a gold glove year. Clearly last year he was injured, wasn't the same player. But after having his procedure, I think he's going into the season with a lot more optimism and, and much higher expectations from a defensive standpoint. In baseball, they always say you're only as strong as you are up the middle. You've got a future Hall of Famer in Yadier Molina behind the plate. Colton Wong at second base. We've seen gold glove caliber play from him. Paul DeYoung probably doesn't get enough credit for the defensive shortstop that he is. And then Harrison Bader I think Mo mentioned it a moment ago, uh, just tremendous potential, and with enough starts, I think he could be in the gold glove discussion here in 2019. That's pretty strong. I wanted to know what Mo's thoughts were. Is this the strongest that up the middle has been, at least in, in recent years? Probably in a while, but you know, not, you know, when you think back to the last 15 to 20 years, we've always tried to have that middle be our strength, and it, it hasn't always been with big names, but it has been pretty solid. And so when you look at, at, at really Paulie and how he stepped up in the middle of the infield, coupled with Wong, it's just a great combination. Of course, anchored by Yachty, and now we got Young Bader out there um, being a highlight reel. All right, at this point in the interview, we turn the page, and we, we're not talking so much about 2019, but some broader topics. And one of those is Luis Morales. Maybe you're not familiar with him. He is the Director of International Operations for the Cardinals. And the first thing I asked Mo is just, in layman's terms, what does that mean? He is procuring talent abroad, mostly in South America and the Dominican Republic. But I wanted him to explain Luis's role within the organization and what that looks like so that the fans could understand. So the easiest way to think about uh, a major league organization is imagine a table and you have a scouting leg, you have an international department leg, you have a player development leg, and you have a performance department leg. And all of these have to be stable or our table gets shaky, right? So ultimately, Luis oversees our international department, and what that looks like is really just a mirror image of what you see here domestically with an amateur scouting department and our player development. But he does that in Dominican Republic, and where do they mine talent out of? He spends a lot of time in Venezuela, Colombia, 
Nicaragua, and of course, majority of his time because we have bricks and mortar in Dominican Republic. Luis isn't merely a baseball scout. We have those domestically, and that's not an easy job at all. But when you're operating outside the United States, there are other challenges that are posed. You have to be fluent in Spanish. You have to understand the different cultures that you are working with. So skill set wise, what does Luis Morales or anyone that would be in a role like his need to be able to do to be successful? One of the, the things I think you have to understand is, is to be patient. When you think about looking at players at, at 13 or 14 years old trying to make hundreds of thousands and perhaps even a million dollar decision on someone, that's not easy. And one of the things that we look for in all our department leaders is, is management skills. And, and Luis brings a lot of that to the table. Very bright young man, um, experience in the international market, learning more about what happens here domestically so he can have that be replicated in Latin America. Okay, now kind of into the final third leg here of our journey with John Mosellock in, in these discussions. And the question that I asked him to lead off talking about his career and how he got into the game of baseball is, how did being left-handed help him break in? Is it in fact true that a big part of him getting his first job with the Colorado Rockies is because he was left-handed and could throw BP left-handed. It is, so um, I had a friend that was working for the Colorado Rockies and they were in need of some help. And um, he had asked me if I would, would come down and throw batting practice and ultimately help in the video room and then help set up some things on their, uh, in their amateur scouting department. And so I really wasn't all that interested, but I, he was a good buddy and I said, sure, I'd go down. And that sort of led me down this path, which it's hard to believe 27 years later, here I am, but um, got to experience a lot of things along the way and ultimately ended up with the St. Louis Cardinals uh, November 1, 1995, and then you know, sort of just worked my way up. But it's, it's been a really fun career. I mean, obviously when you get to work in this game and, and be a part of, of, of winning teams and, and a great organization and Working for someone like uh, Bill DeWitt has been, you know, not only something that I've been able to learn from, but grow with. And, you know, as I look back, it's it's been an incredible ride. My follow-up to that is, you know, even even though at the onset maybe he wasn't interested, and he'll get into the reason why he chose to phrase it that way as well. It's not that he wasn't interested, but I'll let him explain. Even though maybe it, it at first was something that wasn't so much on his radar and he did because his buddy had suggested it it had to be just an awe-inspiring moment for him to walk onto a field a big league ball field and throw BP to major leaguers and what what was that like for a young John Mosellock it wasn't that I wasn't like I just didn't think this was a career path right so it wasn't that I wasn't interested it was just like where am I doing and it was actually at mile high and um Amos Otis was our hitting coach, and I was very nervous. I was throwing to the group of, of Dante Bichette and Andre Scalaraga, and I'm left-handed, they're right-handed, so I just wanted to throw the ball over the plate. And I have sort of a natural cut when I threw, and I think I was annoying them, but um, it was just an incredible experience, really, but one that uh, certainly opened up a door. John Mosellock eventually became close with Bob Gebhardt, who at the time where he started with the Rockies, was the general manager in Colorado. He's worked at a couple other places, and currently he works here uh, in St. Louis on as a member of Moe's staff. And I wanted to know what the relationship was like between he and Bob as their careers have kind of 
intertwined and intersected throughout the years. And now Mo, the president of baseball operations here, and Bob, a special assistant here in 2019 in St. Louis. Yeah, so so Geb was was a general manager at the time for, for the Colorado Rockies. Um, when I look back at my time, he was uh, he was a mentor to to me and and someone that that took interest in me and gave me you know career guidance and help and as as you know in his career he also came back to the Cardinals at the end of '99 and and worked under Walt Jockety for approximately four or five years and and we grew closer then as well and then ultimately uh, a few years back when there was that turnover with the Arizona Diamondbacks. I reached out to him to see if he'd have interest in coming back and you know his value to the Cardinals is he brings a wealth of experience. I think uh, a lot of, of our, our younger staff, well really our entire staff just loves being able to hear stories from him and gain insights for him. So he's a really you know important asset to our organization and so my relationship with him starts at day one and we're still going strong. On to the next question in just a second but do want to remind you too opening weekend at Bush Stadium I told you about that Parade uh, bobblehead giveaway on the 6th of April, a little earlier in the show. April the 7th, the Cardinals host the Padres, and that day 30,000 fans 16 and older will get a Cardinals windbreaker to add to their wardrobe. That comes thanks to Old Dominion Freight Lines. You can get your tickets at cardinals.com slash promotions. I think there's a commercial out there with Harrison Bader. It's pretty funny. We did a little Cardinals Insider TV story on that. That'll be airing on the weekend of March 24th across the Midwest. If you wanted to watch that story, by the way, cardinals.com slash insider. Diving back into our interview with John Mosellock, he was the director of scouting for the Cardinals uh, for a bit. He actually worked in, in, I think, two different roles in scouting over the course of a couple of seasons in St. Louis. That's not so atypical now to have someone who didn't play be in a scouting role but back then, maybe a little more so, it was out of the norm. Uh, baseball was still kind of changing to the analytical mindset at that point. There were still a lot of people that had played that filled front office roles. That's the case today, but there's a lot of people who didn't play that are in front office roles as well. So I asked Mo, was that difficult being a scouting director in the mid-2000s, but having not played professional baseball yourself? Yeah, I, I think when you look back at my career, it wasn't so much about talent evaluation as much as managing a department. And so why someone would put me in charge of something like that back then was simply because they wanted me to get the group organized, get it you know, pulling in the same direction. And I don't look at my like baseball skills or baseball IQ as something that's off the charts. I think over close to 30 years I've learned a lot in the game but I don't look at myself as like a great talent evaluator I just understand how to get the departments and and organize them to ultimately hopefully make the best decisions started to wind the interview down here at this point and I wanted to know from Mo it's an it's an amazing job that he has but what does he enjoy most day to day is it the the management of people is it something about being around the game what is it, if he had to point to one thing and isolate it, that he loves the most about his job as president of baseball operations, what would he say that it is? You know, I think uh, I love what I do, um, A to Z. I think the, the fun part of this job is just to work with people um, that come from very different backgrounds that, that want to be in this game. And from people like yourselves to, to just people that I work with um, on a daily basis. But 
their passion for this industry and this game is something unique. And so I just feel like I've been blessed to do that. And I don't think of their one thing about my day that I just, you know, love to do because I like it. I like to be here. And um, I think if you ask people that work for me, they just appreciate that, that I allow them some autonomy to do their job and allow them to grow. Final question I threw at him, and it's what we'll close on today, is you think about that he was the general manager here in St. Louis that created this new role, president of baseball operations, but essentially the highest-ranking baseball person in the organization, and that is the role that Branch Rickey held for a long time, invented the farm system here in St. Louis while he was in that role. So when it's all said and done and he looks back, John Moselock will have his name tied to Branch Rickey, a pioneer in the history of the sport and the history of all American sports, really. And and what was that like for him? And is it something he reflects on now in the midst of his career as he thought about just that connection to an all-time great name? You know, I haven't, like, spent a whole lot of time thinking about legacy or or you know, where I am in my career, but it'd be crazy to say I ha- don't recognize that, right? Because clearly uh, the history of the St. Louis Cardinals is something that happened long before I was born, long before I ever joined the organization. But the one thing I will tell you is we recognize that. We are grateful for that. And the simplest way to think about something like this is when you get the opportunity to run something or be a part of something, the simple way to think about it is is just you hope you leave it better than when you got there. And when I finish my career here, hopefully I can say that. That's it for this week on the program. Glad that you joined us. Hope that you enjoyed our conversation with President of Baseball Operations, John Moselock. Appreciate his time and appreciate the fact that we are back, locked and loaded here for the rest of the 2019 season. We'll have an episode out every single Tuesday the rest of the baseball season until the Cardinals are done playing games. You can check us out by the time you get in the car to drive home from work. That's kind of the general rule of thumb. We will have a new episode out every Tuesday wherever you get your podcasts. We hope that you come on along and join us. I mentioned earlier Cardinals Insider TV. That's back up and running too. Saturday or Sunday, depending on where you live within the uh, the Midwest or the Upper South. Basically, if you can get Cardinal games on TV, there's probably an affiliate carrying Cardinals Insider as well. You can check local listings at cardinals.com slash insider. For John Moselock, my name is Brett McMillan. Really glad that you could join us today. We'll catch you next week on the Cardinals Insider Podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.